Welcome to Plugged In Chad Kent, your business podcast brought to you by Economic Development. It is not muted. No, it's good. This, I want to leave this part in. So once we did forget to unmute the mic, uh, episode two, which is why it goes episode one, three, and forward on, because episode two, yeah, this thing blinks uh, in the middle if we don't unmute, and it's very awkward. Uh, afterwards, it's not during. <laughs> there was once, one time, it was really sad because I was all excited about it. It was up. I even podcast. woke up at three in the morning to get the thing live. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. And there was no sound, and I just sort of slunked back to bed. It was sad. But anyway, you could have put subtitles. So the whole thing was. It was, there was no sound. Oh, it was just... Uh, that would be soul-crushing. It was. Solid mic, though. It was a great video. It was great video. Yeah. You know, I would have maybe done subtitles, except that there's also, for those listening, there's the audio version only, uh, which is on iTunes and Google and that sort of thing. So if you listen yep. to the audio version... The subtitles wouldn't work very well. Um, <laughs> Makes total sense. <laughs> all right, I guess I could read the subtitles of that, right? right? No? That would be hilarious. Yeah, but anyhow, we don't do that. But, okay, so I'm Andrew. I work at Economic Development. I'm going to go around the table. Uh, you are? Taylor Hughes, an Economic Development Small Business Center. Wonderful. Ryan Rusnak, Realtor uh, at Advanced Realty Solutions. Perfect. On Queen Street in Chatham. And? Ashley Ewald, Mobile Mortgage Specialist, Chatham Kent. Wonderful. And you forgot to mention, you're also the chair of? The United the Way, Way campaign campaign this That's year. Right. Yes, absolutely. It's the uh, in the past, I guess it's only been one person, but this year it's the, our entire office wow. and the spouses. So it's more of a kind of a delegated role. But yeah, it's been awesome so far. That's a lot of work, but it's been a lot of fun. You were slanging uh, 50-50 tickets, I think, out at Maple City, right? And doing, yeah, doing absolutely. Well. Absolutely. Had good sales there. I actually got the machine in my truck if you guys are interested. <laughs> oh, you I were, we're selling tickets yeah. until uh, the draw's October 11th. But, the yeah, I mean, all the money stays local. The jackpot's getting really huge. And uh, we've been selling all over town, RBC and everywhere. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. That's good. That's good. Sorry, Ashley, and you mentioned you're now on the board of... The Chatham-Kent Safety Village. Chatham-Kent Safety Village. You've yes. had 300 meetings so far. Yeah. You're well-versed in it. It's totally Absolutely. not two meetings. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you, but you're going to be treasurer. Yeah, I'm going to be treasurer. And it's just a great program in Chatham-Kent to help provide safety uh, in our community, whether it's for children or employment. Um, they even just recently did one where they taught children how to have safety with elders. So if they're with grandma or something happens, they know how to handle that situation. Oh, that's a really good idea. Um, there's been people that, whose lives have been saved um, here in this community. So it's hmm. definitely a great program that's not really recognized that much just because it's out in CM Wilson Conservation. So sometimes it gets forgotten that it's out there, but they do a lot for the community. So. So you're both rock stars in like the business world and the volunteering world. This is, wow, okay, we got, <laughs> I'm going to give you this, you don't have to say it because I just gave you the props, so you're fine. Um, just take it and go. <laughs> just, just go let it. Um, Taylor, you asked them to be here on the podcast. How, yeah. What, 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 what were your thoughts on this? Uh, uh, so I just, I know uh, Ryan and Advanced Realty are uh, pretty community driven. Uh, you brought up that uh, you can get Ashley in here as well and we can kind of hit the nail on both nails on the head with uh, kind of a mortgage uh, mortgage outlook as well as just kind of the Chatham Kent's hot right now, right? So who better to tell us about how hot it is than a, than a realtor that can uh, speak are, to the market and so people are buying houses. Sales and, they are. They definitely are. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday there was 25 sold and conditional solds. Really? In Chowdhury. Yeah. So it's uh, it's still a pretty active market, and the prices have really jumped 
quite a bit. So it's uh, it's a good time if you're in the market. It's kind of tricky for those first time buyers mm-hmm. trying to break into the market. Those those are the people you kind of feel for. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's there's a lot going on. It's exciting. A lot of new developments, like on the north and south side. So it's it's really great. Yeah, I was looking at because uh, isn't it fun to walk down the streets and look at all of the uh, listings in the windows? I at least I do that. I don't yeah. know if you guys do that. Oh, you probably do. You probably have to. You probably put them up, don't you? <laughs> Actually, our office doesn't have that. But you don't have that. Ah. But you put them. Your up website at CIBC. does. Yes, CIBC has uh, listing boards, so we put up our listings there at all their branches, and uh, yeah. I, uh, I noticed that there are still houses under the two hundred thousand mark that look like nice places. Like it's uh, some 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 good places out there. We're so. yeah, we're one of one of the only markets probably in Ontario that you can still get into the market buy a house for under two hundred. But um, how long it's gonna stay that way? I'm not so sure. When I started, so I got my license July twenty fourteen, okay. so just over five years ago, and the average selling price then was one hundred fifty one thousand. Yeah. Average selling price today, two hundred fifty-five thousand. Wow! So it's uh, that's I think fifty-nine percent increase just in the last five years. So it's been it's been quite a jump. Things were pretty flat around here. I think for early two thousands to like twenty sixteen, and then things have really spiked up. It's yeah, Canada's hidden gem. It, was, it, it really is. Yeah. yeah. That was the other thing that you mentioned. Uh, we were just recently. Um, a part of the Canadian uh, Real Estate Mouth, uh, Wealth Magazine. Yep. For being ranked as one of the top 75 uh, best places to invest, I think you'd said. Yes, mm-hmm. one of the uh, hot spots for investment, and especially for mm-hmm. like multifamily. A lot of investors are coming here from Toronto, uh, duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes, because there's still a uh, good return you can make monthly, and they it's still uh, an attainable amount to put down at 20%. So we're seeing a lot of investors coming here and uh, investing and fixing up properties, which is great. Great. So, what are people looking for right now? Like, what's the what? What's actually? I had a question uh, prepared well ahead of time. Uh, if someone was going to try to sell a house right now in Chatham Kent, what's the one area that they should be investing in the house to help really make it more valuable? Kitchens and bathrooms. Kitchen bathroom for yeah. sure. That's I mean, kitchens. That's where people spend probably. 75% of their time. Uh, a lot of people our age and a bit older, like 20s and 30s, they want that updated kitchen. Mm-hmm. They don't want you know the dated kitchens from the 80s and the 90s. So that's what uh, if you're willing to put you know money into that, you'll get you'll see a lot of it out when you go to sell for sure. Gotcha. Do you see a lot of people just uh, refinishing like cabinets and stuff like that to kind of have a bit more of an economical approach to for sure spicing up a kitchen that might be a little bit dated? Yeah, absolutely. There's a company in town. Uh, I'm not sure if it's called Sprite Like New, but you see you see that quite a bit. Just because there's good. I mean, you can get cabinets with uh, they're solid wood cabinets. You spray them white or even a different color, put on nice new hardware, and they look great. And it's uh, a lot more affordable than. Putting a brand spanking new yeah. kitchen. Putting 20, 30 plus thousand into a, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And then so. it saves money for your nice bathroom with the bidet. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not seeing too many bidets anymore, but I have seen a few. Well, there's Gold a flavor. story behind that one. I don't know if I want to know the story behind it. <laughs> All right. Surprise. Uh, so what are some of the hot topics that you see in your world? 
uh, right now before we jump into the mortgage side of things. If no, that's no all right. problem. Probably just the fact that uh, well, right now the uh, Chatham Kent Real Estate Association tracks all the sales. Okay. So every month uh, the brokerages send their, uh, we track where the buyers are coming from. And right now they figure 40% of the buyers are coming from out of town. Really? So that's pretty interesting. It's not just GTA, but it's like Hamilton, Welland, Kitchener, Barry, Kitchener, and even like Lakeshore, Windsor. We're the last, we're basically the last affordable place in mm. Ontario. I mean, average price here, like I said, 255000 You look at somewhere like Tilsonburg, it's only a small town, about an hour and 45 minutes from here. Mm-hmm. Average selling price is 380000 Wow. It's still like, yes, our prices have gone up, but it's still quite affordable for what you can get for in the 200000 And if you're willing to spend, you know, north of 300, you can really get still quite a nice house. Yeah, absolutely. So that's really, that's pretty interesting to see that uh, the economy is still doing strong around here too. I think it's not just like, it's a lot of it's baby boomers that are sell that have sold in those bigger markets, mm-hmm. like for the seven, 800,000, sometimes more. And they're looking to come down here and spend three, 400 and live off the difference. But there's still a lot of young people that are, seem to be coming here as well. So um, hopefully that continues because that has kind of a trickle down effect. They, co- they go to eat more. Their kids are playing yeah. sports. They're, uh, I think, spending a bit more money in the, in the community than maybe the, bo- the baby boomers might. But we've been chatting with uh, a variety of different developers, so I don't want to single any of them out. But uh, a lot of them are saying that they're building at different price points for everyone. But they're trying, uh, some of them are trying specifically to target that sort of millennial mm-hmm. population, that, that family who are now having family, like families, uh, because they're coming back to this region or coming to this region for work. Because um, I know, well, there's a job fair on today mm-hmm. with 400 jobs and 53 businesses, and yeah. that's just one. Indi- one indication of, of the the amount of jobs that are available right and now. even drive around there's help wanted signs everywhere and, and i'm not i'm not in the market looking for a job but you can't help but notice it like yeah. there is work there is tons of work out there for people if you're if they're motivated and willing to work and, yeah. and want to work i mean it just seems to be that same if you're if you're online you hear the same narrative like there's no jobs around here and i'm thinking like there definitely is. Yeah. Look around. There is a ton of opportunity. Well, that's so the one thing with the uh, job for that's on today with 53 employers. It's uh, the jobs range from uh, skilled labor, labor force to technical and um, kind of manager, supervisor level positions yep. as well, right? Yeah. So it's literally a little bit of everything that's out there. Uh, as long as you're uh, you're kind of in the market looking for it, motivated to get it, then mm-hmm. it's there. You take a place like Scribendi, which is hiring. Uh, artificial intelligence programmers for computers in Chatham. Yeah, like, awesome. like it's mind blowing when we have yeah. discussions with them. Like those, if you have a skill, there's probably a job alignment here. Yeah, uh, in absolutely. some degree. So, uh, but then that explains why you're selling all these houses as well, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, let's. The thing you hear about too is just uh, people moving down from the GTA area because of remote work opportunities that are becoming a lot bigger now, right? So, yeah, absolutely. If I can sell my house for six hundred to a million bucks in the GTA and work from my office in my basement in yeah. Chatham, then uh, stand me quite a bit there too, right? So, I absolutely. see that a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, sometimes they still have to make a commute up maybe once a week or once right. every two weeks, but. I mean, to them, that's much more affordable than the pricing that, you know, houses and property tax and all that in the GTA is. So, 
It kind of seems to be the way the world's moving, right? Mm-hmm. As long yeah. as they have the internet, I mean, which everyone does now, that you can be pretty for much the most anywhere. part. For the most <laughs> part, yeah. you can be pretty much anywhere. So it's that is a that's a nice thing for this area, like a nice advantage. And I think why we're going to continue to see like population growth and it's going to things are only going to get better. Yeah, now we're driving along Highway Three. Speaking of no internet, I'm sure they have some internet out there, but mm-hmm. my phone didn't. Um, <laughs> so I took some time and noticed there's a place up for sale. That's uh, uh, and just so anybody who's in Toronto watching this, it's 1.4 million right now. Okay, and that sort of sounds like a great average price until we find out that the house is a hundred and something years old and it was a vintage, like restored. It's beautiful and it has a horse stables. And it has a second house on it that would have been for the, 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 every, all the helpers. Uh, and and, and it, like the ends keep going. And you're mm-hmm. like, this is only 1.4 million. I mean, I don't have 1.4 million. But if I did, <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, but think, in, in Toronto, I mean, there's condos trading for that, right? Oh, mm-hmm. oh like, yeah. 1,500 square foot, two-bedroom condos are, are signed for that. So it's... No, it's crazy. Even put that a bit closer to London or KW, and what would it be? Probably a lot more than yeah, one point four million. Yeah, if it was a little about you know twenty minutes, half an hour closer to London, you probably add another one on the front or yeah. another. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Well. laughs> maybe not, not maybe eleven million, but two million. Let's say that. So yeah, uh, jack it up a little bit, but. Um, Hey, speaking of the cost of things, how do you pay for it? <laughs> well, depending. Um, some people are relocating, um, as Ryan suggested, selling their homes in Toronto and you know bringing cash offers down, um, kind of making it harder for the first-time home buyers to bring their financing options in, which is the second option. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obtaining a mortgage to fund your house purchase. So. Um, there's a, there's a lot to go around with like a mortgage, but kind of the basic is just making sure your financial picture is there and working together with professionals like Ryan and myself to get you where you need to be. So I have a lot of uh, knowledge in the mortgage industry, rates, uh, creativity for approvals, um, structuring, different things like that. And then Ryan helps with, you know, getting those offers accepted, right? Being creative for those first-time home buyers that need financing options in, but going up against, you know, cash offers. So we, I also do feel for those first-time home buyers. Sometimes we see them putting in 10 offers before one's being accepted. Mm-hmm. Wow. And having to wipe conditions out and stuff too, right? You know, yeah. five years ago. Stronger the offer, right? Yep. Nowadays, but, people might not. Yeah, and sometimes that's where we work in, you know, do they have some family that can walk through the house that maybe have industry um, knowledge in uh, home improvements or construction or they can do like a little home inspection mm-hmm. if it's a newer house there's a little bit less risk there right mm-hmm. um, they can go through assess the house talk to their agent talk to us and just really weigh the pros and the cons to waiving something like that right mm-hmm. so sometimes taking out the home inspection if it's reasonable and leaving a financing clause can sometimes give that competitive edge um, so different things like that. Um, we've negotiated things all the time and each come back and say, oh, that was a great idea and just help each other whatever we can with our clients. So. Cool. Yeah. I find CIBC too, they give, the, they give the buyer a really accurate idea of what's going on with their finances. And if, they're in, if it is the right time for them to be writing an offer before they write an offer, some lenders are 
or maybe not so realistic with that. But uh, CIBC is great for just giving the clients um, an accurate picture of like where they stand today hmm. and what you know what price point of home they should be looking at because like that's the first step. If there's no real point of going and looking at a house if if uh, you're not at the point where you're prepared to get approved for a mortgage or yeah. have that down payment. Um, I wanted to ask you a bit about the stress test. Mm-hmm. Um, the criteria now it's still 25 years is the max mortgage right now right uh, 25 years is the max mortgage if you have less than 20% down oh, so okay. if you do have 20% down or you're doing like a transfer in or a refinance uh, you can actually go up to 30 years amortization oh. so that's ideal for like rental properties mm-hmm. uh, it's good to have a mortgage on your rental property it's good to have that interest giving you a little bit of a tax deduction there right so um, but um, the other reason for somebody that might be refinancing is if there's a reason that we need to free up some cash flow per month. So you can just reduce the payments a little bit, mm-hmm. get yourself into a better spot, and then there's always ways to prepay your mortgage faster. So then we can re, you know, look at it after a year or two and you know, things are caught up and get back to the 25 year or you know, try to shave off some years if you've added on those extra five. Gotcha. What are some of the other elements of the stress test component? Because I haven't gone for mortgage for quite a while, so uh, (laughs) I have one, but but what are those elements? So the stress test is just actually one piece of the B20 rules that the government brought out in January of 2018. Um, So the stress test is one of the major things where you essentially have to qualify on a higher rate than what you're actually paying on to protect the mortgage holder from rates rising and when it comes upon renewal time that their payment doesn't jump, that it's too much of a shock for them and they may not be able to afford their house. So generally it's about 2% higher, 5.19% if it's a less than 20% deal, 20% down deal and um, 2% if it's maybe like a refinance. So it's whatever greater of the two, 5.19 or 2%. So that's where the experts come in and make sure we do the proper one for you. Um, and then the second is really the banks need to document proper affordability. So just making sure that we go through. So I I go through the affordability right at the beginning. That's why CIBC gives such a great picture is I don't just sit down and verbally go through numbers here and there. We get the documents, we validate them from the beginning because we have to send those documents in before we can even go forward with an application. Mm. And if we're not providing documents, we could be putting clients in houses that they cannot afford and later on losing them. So that was kind of the two I guess cautions that the government were trying to cover off was the stress test and payments becoming not affordable and the fact that we were able to just give mortgages not just CIBC but all the banks out there just easy oh you don't have that document no big deal and just really just putting people in mortgages and that doesn't mean that we didn't do the right thing we're a small town a lot of us have great integrity here but it's still the fact that people's lives change and we need to make sure that we have you know that proper income, anticipated changes in the income that could affect it maybe in the next year or two. Somebody transitioning from Toronto to Chatham, if they can't work remote, is that does that make sense? And those are things that our underwriters will ask us. So the more I know what's kind of going to come at, the more I can go over in the pre-approval and ask those questions. 
to give a more accurate, to kind of cover off the stress test and everything else from there. Keep in mind with the federal election coming too, that that all might change. <coughs> Shears um, talking I know, about I'm, I'm, getting rid of the, the stress <laughs> test and pushing it to a 30-year amortization, well, right? It's yeah. interesting because they did say they saw a little bit of cooling in the Toronto and the Vancouver market, but they didn't see it bring as much change as they anticipated. Yeah. So even before the election came up, there was talks of maybe re-looking at it and kind of loosening up on areas of it. But Nothing's really come out other than that government incentive grant, um, or I guess equity ownership program. So that was a little bit recently, right? Yeah, that was just September of two thousand nineteen. Right. So government owns a portion of your house, and but gives you a little bit more of an upfront down payment. And I guess uh, if anybody's watching, listening, or watching this after the election, then uh, whatever happened was a great idea, and uh, <laughs> and uh, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> Anyhow, I wanted to ask you. We, we support everyone. <laughs> so, um, the uh, I wanted to ask you. So, there must have been these changes that have come in. Have you adjusted how you're approaching uh, people you work with, uh, your your customers? Are you changing? As a realtor, like you always want to, we always try to have that conversation and find out if they're working with a, a lender and how much they, what kind of, what stage they're at with a, with a lender and. If they haven't, I mean, it's, seen, it's typically buyers, they, they'll see a house and they'll get excited and they'll call you and you want to see it. But as a realtor, you want to kind of not, you know, help, help them get approved for the financing first. That's the major step. That's the major, that's the major hurdle. I mean, if you can't get the financing, there's no point of, it's just going to be disappointing getting excited about a house that you really can't, you can't have. So mm -hmm. first step is having them talk to someone like Ashley um, a knowledgeable mortgage advisor and get a, a solid pre-approval. Gotcha. Yep. And I think that's where it changed a little bit is agents that I work, I was a branch manager before, so I always worked with agents and people in the community, but it wasn't, it was always important to have a pre-approval or an affordability meeting in place, but it was so much easier to get mortgages approved that it wasn't as, um, kind of nerve-wracking if they didn't have something in place yet and I found now that 2018 is coming up you know Ryan's really been you know having that you know you need to go see somebody rather than you should right it's more of a necessity now mm -hmm. right because say you haven't even gathered those documents put an offer and you've got a conditional offer best case scenario it's going to be seven or ten days and those with all the people that seem to need to sign off on a mortgage at a bank it's you're going to be cutting it close so it's best to get the ball rolling early before you even go out and look. Yeah. So it's that's part of the realtor's job too, is just like kind of educating the consumer. And, mm -hmm. uh, so it's period, right? Realtors obviously selling a bit more of a high investment uh, valued item or whatever, but sales period, if you can't educate your client, then uh, somebody's probably going to be doing it for you. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so I'm gonna talk about one of my horror stories uh, just for a moment. Uh, something I learned, and hopefully you can share this. Uh, I bought a I bought a property. Uh, this was in my house. I bought a property that I was preparing to rent. It was great. It was the middle of winter. Uh, I had made all the phone calls. I want to point out I made all the phone calls to the utility companies, uh, and not to blame any utility company specifically. Uh, there was one that didn't get back to me, and it was one of those things where I forgot to follow up with them. 
they were very efficient at making sure that the utility was cut off the day that uh, <laughs> that uh, the house closed. And uh, when I went in that night, um, the uh, the property didn't have heat, um, and uh, it had water, uh, as I discovered, because one of the pipes had burst. And uh, yeah, it was good times. So uh, anybody buying a property. Just remember, keep following up with all of the utility companies. Uh, yeah. yeah. But that's so. with anyone. Right? Anyone. I mean, anyone. We, we all are human and we all, like, I try very hard to give great customer service. Ryan does too. Even any branch person at any bank, I'm sure, yeah. tries to give best service, but we're all human and oh. sometimes things fall off the table, yeah. right? And I did uh, speak to someone where I came in, you know, five days into their financing and you know, they, well, I didn't hear back and this. And, you know, at some point as a consumer, we have to take responsibility too. Oh, it's on right. me. No, oh, no, no, oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you said make sure you follow up, right? <laughs> make, but, make, as, mean, as the consumer, make yeah. sure you keep following up, yeah, right? Like yeah. it is not their responsibility to call you. You keep calling. Well, yeah. I think it is to a point. I think it's both of us, sure, right? Like if that, I didn't call my clients back, I would not have a good reputation. That's fair. Right? But I mean, we're all human. It's, so it's just kind of that balance. No, where, not going to development. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, you and, did get the chip inserted, so yeah, yeah exactly, partly exactly. Android. Well, and one thing that really works well too for all of this is establishing great communication from the beginning. Yes. So Ryan and I, we can text, call, email any time of the day, night, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, clients, I always get permission to be able to speak with their agent, not about their personal details, but just in regards to the home buying process. It makes things so much smoother on all ends and everybody's informed and everybody works together and everything comes together so much nicely. Yeah. Nicer. So as a realtor, I have a package that I send after a deal's firm and then say you've got like three weeks to up leading up to closing, just like numbers, Kojiko, Rogers, uh, Integris and just constantly reminding them make sure you get the utilities hooked up transferred into your name for that October 1st closing and and prop uh, home insurance as well right mm -hmm. what if day one or two a lot of times you know they a buyer's current house isn't closing until a couple weeks later they don't go and live there for a couple weeks you want to make sure day one that of that you know that October 1st when you own that new home that you've got home insurance because you never know what could happen right mm -hmm. yeah. you're liable if, it, if it's not covered so and that would be that'd be terrible, but it, you got to make sure that that coverage is on there. Obviously, no, that's that's really good good advice and mm -hmm. good things, especially those first time home buyers who don't know that, right? Yep. Um, who don't who just think, hey, well, I, I'll get insurance at some point. No, you, you got <laughs> get it, get it, get it, get it. Um, Most first time home buyers don't even understand how the down payment makes it to the lawyer, right? Uh, yeah. So so they just like take it from my account. Right? That's the question, right? Where a lot of the times it's, no, you have to prepare a draft, you have to bring it. And mm -hmm. it's a conversation I generally have to have with a first-time homebuyer like two or three times for them to understand that concept, right? Yeah. And then you think about all the utilities and home insurance. They've never had home insurance, right? Oh, you know, uh, bridging it from one to another. Maybe mm -hmm. it was a first-time homebuyer. They never had to bridge insurance from one house to another. So those are really great um, value adds to give to a client um, yeah. on Ryan's behalf. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to add in? I realized we're uh, we've been going for like half an hour now. It's boom. I mean, oh, what's the actual time? Is it thirty minutes of the like for the uh, the podcast? Goes, yeah, 
20 to 40. How's that? The, you will know because the light will go out here and it will stop recording and we've done it once. <laughs> we don't even get to say goodbye. I have to come back afterwards and say goodbye. But, so uh, <laughs> I don't really have anything to add, but just to summarize on the mortgage side of things, Please, really yeah. just you know starting with understanding your financial plan, um, meeting with the professionals to then help you with that plan, um, income, employment, debt, credit history, savings, life events. Those are the six kind of main topics that we should be going through. But then from that meeting, it then will help you get prepared for kind of the next sort of thing. So there's going to be home inspection fees, legal fees. Uh, there's going to be sales tax that you have to pay at the lawyer on your insurer's premium. If you land, put tra land transfer. Yeah, if you're not a first time home buyer, appraisal. Um, lawyer fees, right? A lawyer is going to charge for their services. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's so many things more, uh, on top of just having your finances in order. Um, clients think they just need 5% down, first-time home buyers, but there's all these additional costs, right? At CIBC, we have to validate that they have a little bit of extra money to make sure that we're not putting a client into a situation where they can't afford the end result after getting approved, right? So yeah. um, one of my worst experiences is probably getting that panicked call from an agent saying I was just giving an a given approval from this institution and they've now taken it back right so it's hard to know it is but making sure you ha leave that meeting feeling like you know those things were covered off the the mm -hmm. down payment mortgage uh, fees, expenses. Those clients that I generally sit down with after I get the panic call usually say things like, wow, I didn't get this inf this much information the first time. So uh, between speaking with your agent and maybe the professional, you know, maybe some friends and family, you know, jot that advice, those advice pieces down and ask questions. Mm -hmm. Ask your agent, ask us, ask trusted people. And if it doesn't feel right, get a second opinion. I will sit down with anyone, even if they decide to go with BMO, TD, RBC, just for that second opinion, so they know that they are, you know, got, a, got sorry, they, they got good advice, right? Sure. Because if I'm saying the same thing, then hey, it's good. And if, say, something goes wrong, you already have somebody that knows what's going on. Yeah. It's great for relationship building, too. Yes. Mind you. Yeah. 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 Don't you think the problem is, too, a lot of people are carrying, like, carrying credit card debt? There have more debt today uh, than we have yeah. in the history of yeah. ever. That seems yeah. to be something that I'm... Debt to asset. Yeah. But that's also where these meetings come in place because some of those panicked deals or my pre-approvals don't always happen right away. I do remember a Wallaceburg client, I'm getting one of those calls, you know, that they've been pre-approved, uh, went through the process, were declined when they put an offer in. Uh, came to me, I almost had it approved, but we needed some documents that couldn't mm. be emailed or faxed, and so we lost out, they wouldn't give an extension. I am happy to say that you're in a house this year. They took my advice on what to do, they did that, and I was able to get them approved this year. Great. So it's not always about do they have debt, do they not, you know, what's the down payment, what's this? Yes, those things can be, you know, very impactful to your buying power, but if you sit down and you do these things and you have the right person doing it for you, you will either walk away with an affordability certificate mm -hmm. or a plan to get where you need to go. 
Perfect. At least that's what I will do. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. On your point of the credit card debt, uh, we recently, it was last week, uh, had a, um, a large conference. It was a Women's Leadership Network conference. Yeah. Yep. And uh, at the session, we had a financial planner up there discussing a little bit about business, but a lot about just life finances, because that was a big thing that came back that said, just let's get some of that. And one of the big things she touched on was credit card mm-hmm. debt, you know, yeah. and getting that under control. And people know. seem to be like downplaying um, how harmful it can be to carry a balance. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I, yeah. you know, and I hear that well, like every couple of weeks. Cards to transfer balances. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're not like, gratification. yeah, yeah just living above their means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the trouble though, right? I well, mean, the housing market gets stress tests put on against it, but everything else that you want to get in life could be financed like that, right? Oh, exactly. <laughs> Finding a car. Temperaments, furniture, anything. Yeah. 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 Right? Dining and they, and they keep giving it to you too. Uh, even if you just or make your minimum. don't pay for 12 months. Yeah. Yeah, please don't pay for 12 months because that. Yeah, that's right. D-Day the next day, you're uh, yep. getting dinged. One of my favorite examples was, that uh, she gave at the session was, I, I haven't seen the episode, uh, but I guess there was a Sex in the City sh- uh, episode where sure. they added up the... No, I, <laughs> you know what? If I had, I'd feel like I would speak more authoritatively on this. <laughs> um, look, man, I, I'm married. I watch all kinds of weird stuff. Likewise. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see the episode going in the sex and the right. direction. But. No, I know, I know. But so, so here's what happened. The, the, one of the people in the show added up how much her shoe collection was worth. Yeah, and it Carrie. was $80,000, which is where I looked at my wife and went, ha-ha, yeah, how's your wall of shoes doing? <laughs> but, but, she's single and lives in New York. <laughs> oh, but she, okay. apparently she wanted to buy a house or this sort of thing, couldn't yeah, figure out where the money yeah. was going. <laughs> and shoes. finally found it out, figured it out. But so. that is a lot of it. It's so digital now. They don't know where they it don't goes. Know. Through consultations with business owners, I tell them every day to make sure you can make it as easy for somebody to pay you as possible. So yeah. if you don't have debit or credit term POS payment processor, uh, you're very likely to miss note on easy money, right? Uh, I think about myself, I take a piece of plastic in the shape of a card out of my wallet and I smack a machine and Beep. I spend money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully I got it Con- back at the end but of the month. Convenience, right? Like it it's, is. Yeah. Humans love convenience. Absolutely. But it makes it harder to track. It's mm-hmm. easier yes. to spend Much money and not realize where it goes when you're using um, debit, credit, yep. things like that. Well, so. this is why I use Taylor's credit card. It's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> personal one, just for the record. Huge limit. Yeah. Huge limit. Yeah. Huge limit. Yeah. And I don't look at my, uh, my statements. I just pay the balance. It's, it's, I hate budgeting because I don't want to know how stupid I am with spending. Yeah, it's crazy. We live in a So when we're done world. here, we're all going to go down the street and it's all on yep. me. It's, just it's on him. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody on the podcast is welcome to join. Welcome to join. Go to Sport Check. Meet there at four. Meet there at four. If only this wasn't pre taped and, uh, yeah. um, Got you. It's not not live. It's not live. Uh, We learned the lesson. yeah, okay, well, that that's it from, from everything I've got. Uh, Taylor, yeah, you got anything I think you want to mention? Be, I don't know, all kinds. I don't know if Ryan, uh, you got some. I might just talk about the, um, so the next thing for our United Way campaign is the oh, commissions yes. for a cause. So we're taking applications. Mm-hmm. Our brokerage is going to list a house, and then we waive our commission fee. We okay. sell the house for free, waive the commission, and um, with the agreement that the seller donates the commission back to United Way. And, gotcha. they, and they get a tax receipt. So that's the next thing that all that should raise oh, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, probably a few thousand dollars at least, maybe more for the United Way that like their 30 funded programs that stays right in the community. So that's a great idea. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. As realtors too, like we see, we've seen a lot of the need, like you see, we get to know our clients pretty well, right? Like, so, and there's a, there's a big need in this, in, in, I mean, I'm sure in a lot of communities, but I think maybe a bit more so here too, like. Uh, there's a lot of people that are very well off, but there's a lot of people that are kind of struggling too, right? So it's, yeah, the United Way does a lot of good, and hopefully we can hit the goal this year and mm-hmm. um, man, make people's lives better. I think just even the United Way helps all you know levels of families, whether they're struggling or not. There's things that they provide in schools that mm-hmm. families don't even realize their children are taking advantage of. Mm-hmm. Um, their support program. I have three children, so I hear all different things. But even support programs, the school my daughter is going to is going through a whole bunch of, you know, just staff issues, child issues, you know, just teenage grade eights mostly, right? And just talking with the school, you know, there's programs like restorative justice out there where people can go bring their child, doesn't matter what income threshold you are at, and, you know, their child can get help, right? And take cognitive therapy those those are expensive Mm -hmm. uh um sessions to fund yourself right so i just know some families that have taken advantage of that and it didn't matter where they came from they didn't do uh oh you have to make less than this to get so they may have some programs like that but they also have a lot of programs that you know adhere to the whole population yeah just a great great campaign i think that's awesome yeah you, uh, the United Way was over at, at the event last week. Uh, selling 50-50 tickets, so yeah. I know that part. And you're dri- you're selling them right out of the back of your truck, so people see you driving around. They yep. can just stop you just, and buy. Yeah, just flag me down. Just flag you down. Well, I've got his credit card, so I'm gonna buy what, how much you need. Whoa! There you go. The best deal is the 200 tickets for 50 dollars. That seems to be what a lot of people are going for. Hmm. But uh, 50 dollar haul, right? <laughs> Taylor didn't buy any last week at hockey. We're oh. talking about buying oh. some this week. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, but the Rum Runners event was awesome. It was a lot of fun at the airport. It was a big dinner, oh, good. dancing at the airport. It was it was a really good event actually, and the golf tournament was a big success last weekend. And um, now we got the fifty fifty. It'll be drawn in uh, a week from Friday, and then yeah, hopefully this commissions for a cause is great success and it's great. Yeah, uh, I've got. Uh, you walk so you w o c k dot c a. That's the United Way of Chatham Kent's website. Yeah. Um, is there anywhere else where they should be looking? Anything in your notes over there, or just send them to the United Way of C K. So you walk dot c a. Yeah. Or the Facebook page. They're on all Facebook those. Page. Yeah. They're on all the social medias. Um, it's kids fifty fifty dot c a. You can also buy the uh, okay. buy fifty fifty tickets right online. Let's see. Okay, I'm going to know that one. And uh, your website is the advancedrealty.ca. Yep. Where would people find you, Ashley? So um, I do have a website through CIBC, but a lot of people just type in mobile mortgage advisor into Google for Ashley, and it'll okay. pop up on LinkedIn, Facebook, CIBC. Um, I'm sorry, I don't actually have my CIBC website. It's like CIBC mortgageadvisor.com slash Ashley Evil. 
Something that's, like that. Google. Google you. <laughs> Got okay, it. So you type okay. Ashley Ewald in, e- I will e- I will pop up. You're on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Okay. Uh, New economy. LinkedIn. Yeah. We're available 24-7. You're on the My, interwebs. Yep. Yeah. Only message Ryan after the hours of 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> 24-7. He did just say 24-7. Yeah. I, I mean, I worked my wedding day. I worked Christmas day this year. I showed a house. He's still married. Yep. I have a very understanding wife. Um, I went to a client's house once at 2 a.m. because that's what they wanted to get the deal done. The husband worked in Leamington. He was leaving at 5 a.m. And I knew I wouldn't be awake by then. So this was just, well, yeah. I mean, a local realtor will do pretty much whatever it takes to get the, to get the deal done. Hey, you send me those crazy, like, requests too. I have to make calls at 1 a.m. for clients and stuff like that. We just, we do what we have to do to, you know, help people. And we understand that the environment's changing. People do things all different times of the day. 100%. It's a competitive landscape. I was just listening to a podcast yesterday, the guy who started Shake Shack in the States. And he said, like, everyone's in the hospitality industry. And so I always try to, like, drill that. If I, it drives me nuts if I'm trying to reach a service provider that I'm trying to hire and I can't reach them at five or six o'clock at night. Like it's not, it's a competitive world. You gotta be available all the time. Like I'll, I'll get back to people 10, 11 o'clock at night. Like we're texting with people mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. it's just, I think it's kind of, I kind of like it mm-hmm. myself, but um, it's, 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 it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just kind of the reality of, of the, the business world these days and people, you know, consumers will move on from you if they if they don't think you're giving them the kind of attention that they deserve. And uh, yeah, there's other options out there, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in real estate. So yeah, our markets are very competitive. We're gonna end right? some solid business advice right there. You so. got that right. Yeah, customer service one one. Ashley Ryan, thank you, Taylor. Yeah, I will pleasure. just say uh, Etsy workshop tomorrow night at the Bradley Center, and this is Small Business Month, just starting today, October first, for the rest of the month. So check out our ActEV calendar and. Yep. Uh, there's a boatload of stuff coming up. So, yeah. just want to say thank you to you guys both oh. for having us. It's been yes. a lot of fun. Yeah, Good. thank you. Appreciate you coming. Yeah, awesome. Okay, we're all done. We're uh, done. Stay classy, Chad. Okay, that's right. <laughs> <laughs>